Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. This is Business Garage. Every single week here at Worship Harvest on our different platforms, we bring you good conversations around business, around how you can get yourself to be better out there in the market world. Yes, and last week, we, we, we've been having these conversations for a few weeks now since July started the round table conversations that I've come to really, really enjoy. And today, we are having another one of those conversations, and I'll be telling you the topic, but I tell you, you want to get everyone here and also you want to be tuned in. Grab your tea, your coffee, what sit down, settle down. We are about to enter class. Kilasi. All right. Guys, I want you to engage. Please. Eh? Ask questions. YouTube, Facebook, ask questions. We have a team waiting to grab those questions, give them to don't ask at the end when we are closing. That's what you did last week. Ask when we are starting to have the conversations. But today we bring you conversations around cash flow. But before I go there, I want to introduce our panel of conversationalist businessmen. Of course, as always, first Mr. Grace Munira of Vine Pharmaceuticals over there. Yeah, the man who gives it to you straight as it is, and you have to take it with great stories and much wisdom. Yes, lots of truth. And of course, Mr. Chris Kawesa over here of Doug and Bragan Industries. Yes, the man also who has lots of wisdom, lots of information, Mr. Systems. And of course, Coach Apostle Mose over here of Momentum Leadership Group. Mr. Yeah. Lakutomira. Uh -uh, please, no. Please, no. You're killing our international vibe. <laughs> Eh? What's happening? Uh, no, seriously. Uh, seriously, you want to send yeah, greetings? Shout out. Shout, send shout outs. Uh, I think Pastor M and Pastor Caro of Mavuno <gasps> might be watching us what? this morning. So I want to send them regards all the way to Nairobi. And of course, Pastor Ari oh. from Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we send greetings, please. Guys, today the conversation is going to be hot and helpful all the way. Last week, we talked about the cash conversion cycle. And guess what? We encountered some stories this week in different places of people who have been giving out their business on credit and the customers are not being serious about payment. And so you have your cash tied down with others. And we talked about the fact that you should make sure that, as, that, that you reduce the time lag between when you release money to be able to make business and when it comes back to you, that cycle should be very, very brief. And remember one of the best examples was the, was the guys who do Rolex and how they do not spend money that they're not getting back immediately. And in our businesses to reduce that time lag because it affects how we run and our capacity to grow. But a question that came up that we did not get into deeply is what we're getting into today, the cash flow conversation. We keep hearing, cash flow is king, manage your cash flows, watch out for cash flow, cash, 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 cash. Now, many of us who have attempted business, one of the things that we've struggled with is what we're going to talk about today. First of all, what is this cash flow thing? Secondly, I am the entrepreneur. I put in my money to start the business. Don't I have the right to eat it? 
to take care of myself when things are tight. This whole idea of separating, what is separating the business money from the entrepreneur's money? How do I separate it? Where do I put it? Why do I separate it? What is the point? Show me what is the advantage of not eating as opposed to putting my hand in the whole basket as opposed to separating the baskets. So that's the big conversation we are having today. And I'd like you to weigh in because you have stories, but also you have questions. So I'm going to open it up right now to these gentlemen, the cash flow conversation. What is on your minds? What have you found to be very critical that should be paid attention to? What would you say to the young entrepreneur business person who is also in, you know, just giving their service where they are? The thing of cash. How do we get it, grow it, keep it, and keep growing it? Um, and can't I grow it by eating all of it? Because I'm the one who put in the money. If you eat all of it, actually, mm. Mm. you might grow. <laughs> you, you might grow. The wing scale will show you, but otherwise the business will not. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, but we refer to our Mr. elder in the business, Mr. Yeah. Grace Munira. The man with the most experience. Please tell us. Okay. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, in, 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 as as, as, as uh, Pastor B3 was uh, talking, she, um, something came up in my mind, and which I want to share. Um, one of the best decisions one can make is to decide what habits they are going to form mm. at this point. There is a gentleman called Jim Collins who wrote a book, um, Good to Great. And one of the things he said in that book, he said, companies have culture. Yeah. Companies have discipline. Mm -hmm. Very few companies have a culture of discipline. Mm -hmm. okay. Repeat. <laughs> he said, companies have culture. Mm -hmm. And companies have discipline. 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 But very few companies mm. have a culture of, of discipline. discipline. Ah, where it's a culture. So there are things that we need to do and keep doing them. The challenge we have is not that we don't start things. We start things, but we do not sustain the things that we start. So you find... There are two things uh, as entrepreneurs we should be doing. Mm -hmm. Developing a structure to do that which we want to do and developing the discipline to actually do it. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Structure and discipline. Discipline. Yeah. The man has released some philosophy. Mr. Right Kawesa. Now. Over to you. Mr. Kawesa. <laughs> Mr. Kawesa. When you're on the panel, I, but you're I also taking notes. <laughs> it's complicated. Yes, it's I just wrote, I think, four lines mm. of what uh, Mr. Grace is saying. Now, talking about cash, I think <clears throat> I'll just start with a, a foundation, mm -hmm. a biblical foundation. Yes, please. Just to give us, a, so that we can settle that in the heart. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that the Bible says if you can't manage money, Ouch. It's the least thing you should money is the least of all things so if you can't manage money you probably can't manage anything else and some of those principles we've been learning in different spaces so I, I feel like that the issue of cash is a major issue to all of us yes uh, many years ago I got advice from two people which I thought, which I wished I had taken up mm -hmm. 
this lady uh, used to run a coffee shop, one of the best coffee shops in the city. Mm. So I bumped into her and told her, you know, tell me, what can, give me some advice. If I, was to go anything, if I was to go out with anything from you, what should I do? So she told me that, you know what, get your money and open an account to pay taxes. <laughs> and put some money on that account. It did not make sense to me at all at that time. I actually neglected it until mm. last year. Until last year. <laughs> wow. When we started learning from SFFG and, and uh, church finances. Yeah. So I feel like the big issue with cash is what, to know what to do with it because it's not your money. Oh. And that's the big issue with, I think we have as business people mm. because we do our business, we think the money is ours. ours. But isn't it? <laughs> we'll get to know Seriously, yeah. this, is, this is the big question on the table. The entrepreneur is saying, this is my money. It's my blood, my sweat. I put in my money. And I think, isn't that the problem that Uganda is the second most entrepreneurial nation in the world, mm. but only 1% of businesses make it to their 10th year? Yeah. Why? What's this mystery? Isn't it my money? You, you see, when you registered that business, uh-huh. you, you went and registered it. It's true. Okay. <laughs> Now, the thing that people need to know is that your business is a person. Oh. Yeah. Think about your business as a, a person, person. An entity of its own. Yes. An entity mm-hmm. of its own that can sue and can be sued, sued and can own property and can operate everything a person can operate apart from falling in love. Correct. <laughs> with the other gender. Yes. <laughs> That's, a, that's just about it. <laughs> so if you're chewing the money from your business, you're taking money from someone without permission. Wow. So I make the same case for churches. Now, it seems more obvious for churches. You don't expect yeah. the reverend Mm-mm. or the pastor Mm-mm. to just be taking the offering home and buying fish directly. They have to be paid a salary, yes. and then the rest of the money belongs to the church. Yes. Apart from the salary, the person is paid. Mm. That is the same thing you have to do for your business. Because the problem is you think, oh, the church belongs to the Lord. Yeah. But then you say that business belongs to me. No, that's bad stewardship. Ooh. Yeah, that's bad stewardship. So that's why our businesses remain small and ineffective. Mm. Yeah, you have to find a, a way of compensating yourself as the founder or as the entrepreneur. Mm. We are not saying suffer locally for Please, forever. No. You must find good and fair compensation methods. Mm. But without those methods, once the, the, the money is crossing, we call it kissing. kissing. Mm. If the money is kissing, your, your money and the money of the business, they keep kissing mm. each other. You're going to have children that you don't <laughs> want. <laughs> So, I'll leave it at that for now. Wow. So, the first thing I've heard right now is you have to know that that your business, there's got to be a separation between the business and the individual. That that's an entity of its own. It has a life of its own. So, when I'm touching in that money, I am basically touching someone else's money, which is wrong in every way. So, then how do we separate this money, you guys? Because, come on. Hmm? When, when, because someone has asked Mr. James Kasuja says please differentiate cash flow from revenue and profit because many people think cash flow is revenue or cash flow is profit are they the same can we distinguish 
and what are we talking about? What I, I want us to delve into the whys, the whys of separation. This book right here, <laughs> Essential Practices, I don't know why you called it only Healthy Church Finances, sir. Because the title needs to change. It's actually helping more business people than church leaders. But the first principle that is spoken about is the separation principle. And that's what we're really talking about today. This is a principle that will absolutely change your business and give you an opportunity to thrive and grow. But how? What is cash flow? Can we go back to zero now? What is cash flow? How do we deal? What is cash flow? <laughs> he said that rev revenue is what? Revenue is vanity. Revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. Profit is sanity. Cash flow cash is, flow king. is king. king. Please. Mm. Okay. <laughs> cash flow, <laughs> in simple terms, mm. is the flow of cash. cash. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it is the flow of cash. It is, for me, I want to bring it down to the lowest rung. Uh -huh. Money in minus money out. out. So if we can add up all the money that comes into the business all through the month or mm -hmm. all through the week or even all through the day, then minus money out. Then way before the month ends, we know how our cash flow stands. stands. That would be step number one. one. So looking at the last maybe the last month, how was the cash flow? Just get a piece of paper, divide it into two, just a column. Mm. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, I, sometimes I no, I'm not sure whether this is the column or this is the row. <laughs> this is a column. Yeah. So <laughs> divide it into two, one side, all the money that has come in. They could be sales. Yes. Then minus all the money that has gone out. out. And that's your cash flow. Grace, and that's yeah. not money that expected it's real cash yes yes please yes. not yes. Yes. the one you invoice that hasn't come in no, no. accrued <laughs> <laughs> it is hard cold cash mm. Mm. Cash, cash that is cash hard money. and cold <laughs> it's tangible yeah yeah i think uh, just to add a little bit onto grace's point cash flow as i found out can be either positive or negative Oh. Yeah. Now, the negative one is not a good position. It cannot be. <laughs> In other words, you spent more than you made. Mm. Okay? Now, this idea of negative cash flow not only affects businesses, it affects individuals. Oh. They have more month than, than the check mm. they were paid at the workplace. Mm. The check, the money, that the salary ran out on 18th, but somehow the Lord has arranged that the month ends on 30th. Mm. And all the prayer and intercession will not shorten <laughs> the month. Mm. Then there cometh 12 days of faith living. <laughs> <laughs> and so what do we do? You go in and talk to your boss. Ooh. And they give you something called advance. an advance. Mm. Now, at some point, mm. you can't... You see, you first take advance around the 25th. Yeah. Then the next month, you take it around the 20th. Oh, Lord. So your advance is going backwards. Uh -huh. It means you are having a negative cash flow. Uh, yes. Before you know it, your salary comes on the 28th, you ask him for an advance on the 2nd. Oh, my goodness. Of the next month. <laughs> so, uh, 
you have narrowed down <laughs> So now that's why in every corporate office in Kampala, mm. every, every, there is a gentleman or a lady somewhere in some office who's your colleague, mm. he, wa- he mm. or she works with you, mm. who lends money at a, pro- at a wow. good interest. Yes. Just go and check. Yes. Someone in your same office has money to lend at a profit because they know. Oops. that people are going to use more money than they are earning. Personal, right? Yes, yeah. personal. That now, that's a personal problem mm-hmm. until you get out and start your side hustle, oh. your business. Or you even completely quit and set up your so-called business. Yes. The same blueprint that you are using for your personal money mm. immediately shows up in the business mm-hmm. because the thing is that, that it, it's the same head yes you see you don't have different heads you don't, the, the, the way you manage your finances at home is the way you manage your business money wow wow it's wow, not like wow, when you reach wow. home they chop off the head that was mm. doing stuff out there and they put on another one mm-hmm. for home yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to bring that reconciliation that watch out how you handle your personal money it's likely how you're going to handle your organizational finances and the same results are coming of course <laughs> and just to add to that in, in the organization that will be a, a loan the advance will either be a loan or an overdraft or something else but just to also add that the, you can have a negative cash flow and yet your business is profitable that can also be a How? Case. you're making profit but you have no cash flow yes yeah on paper, because the money, the money hasn't come in, yes. so it's, a, it's different from profit. You can have, you run your business, you're profitable, but you don't have money. Yeah, that, that's, that's what accountants like to do. Yes, yeah. they show you the I, uh, For me, I have read a couple of books, and I have refused that method. Mm. Yeah, I don't want profit without cash. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Show me the, the money. Cash, yes. Because otherwise, you're going to start doing crazy things. A, a book that we've recommended here before yes. that we'll recommend again is a book called Profit, Profit Fast. Fast. Yeah. And mm. I first heard it from Mr. Mnira here. Mm. Someone commented on YouTube that for the first time, Grace has spoken about a book they know. <laughs> when he talked no. about good to great. Yeah. yeah. For the first time. Yeah. Today. For the first time they've talked about because he always talks about books that we have never, never had. had. So I, I'm always getting new titles from yes. him. So Profit First was one of those which has been eh, very eh, helpful. Eh, eh. Yeah. Mr. Munira. You see, it is okay. It is okay. Oh, maybe not okay, but it is okay to have to see negative cash flow. Maxwell, John Maxwell says good leaders see more mm. and good leaders see before. 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 Mm. Now, it is important to know before and to see more. Mm. Okay? So the thing is, how are we going to end August? Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're going to end August with negative cash. Mm-hmm. So what do we do mitigate that yes, landing, yes. Uh, that crash landing. Mm. So can we deploy some tools to make sure that the landing is softer? Mm-hmm. So that is what I would think um, I would add on to what uh, Pastor Chris was saying. Super. I want us to lean in on the, on the case of 
on paper there is profit. Yeah. There is no money yeah. in the bank, which is the story of many entrepreneurs. That was my story for a long time, honestly. Yeah. I was so confused. I would look at the profit on the paper, but there's no money in the business until profit first. Until we read the book Profit First and started um, actually putting away the profit, yeah. when, when like, you decide and put away the, a certain percentage of that cash goes away and you're saving it and you're separating it and suddenly there is cash in the business, not only for profit but also the same principles which, we, which are practiced and spoken about in this book, putting aside money for welfare, things we've practiced in worship harvest and you get to a point where you, there's a buffer operations, deciding how much goes into operations for your business. Let's talk about the practicalities of that. Have you gentlemen practiced these things? What do they look like? What would you recommend? Because young business people are watching and asking very interesting questions about borrowing money from the business yeah. to buy land, to but buy I don't know what. Yeah. Very so, so very interesting questions are going on. Can we delve a little deeper? Because you know how our time flies here. Yeah. On the issue of profit. Profit. Profit, real profit, guys, not profit on the paper, but real profit in the hands, in the bank, real money, assets that can produce cash. Okay. The way I see it is if you make sales of uh, 100,000 yes. today, mm -hmm. you must know that part of this is not yours <laughs> and which part mm -hmm. is not yours. Which one? So to be able to separate what is yours from what is not yours mm. is just an underlying principle. In the church world, they say, you know what? Part of this is God's. Yes. And part of this is yours. Mm. So it's the same thing that we are, we are applying and saying, this money, this revenue that has come in, part of it is supplier money, part of it is mine. Now, whether it is 10K that is yours or 30K, we had better be able to tell how much of this 100K belongs to us and how much of it doesn't belong to us. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will lean into that. I, I think I, ha I first thought about profit first from Grace. Yes. And he made a statement that completely, it's so simple and so profound mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, most businesses operate with Revenue minus expenses equals profit. profit. Yes. Now, the guy who wrote Profit First, Mike, mm. Mike McCallowitz, that other name, that other name mm. says that his mission is to end entrepreneurial poverty. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. Because so many entrepreneurs are poor. Yes, they are hustlers. Yes. 10 years, 20 years hustling, they don't see the money. Yes. But the sweat is mixed with plasma and blood. <laughs> now, the profound thing, so most businesses operate with revenue minus expenses equals profit. profit. Mm. And the principle behind profit first is revenue minus profit, profit. equals expenses. Putting the profit away first. Now, that is, it sounds simple, but it's profound. Yes. The example it gives is, you see, if you use a small plate, yes. you'll fill that plate and eat all the food on it. Yes. Yeah. If you use a bigger plate, you'll still eat all the food on the plate. Mm -hmm. So most businesses are chewing up the entrepreneur's profit by spending. Yes. Okay, what have, what have we done? Momentum Leadership Group where we have, I, I send greetings to our COO, Mrs. Yes. Rukia Mohwezi. Yes, 
and our incredible team of coaches and staff. All the money we get, okay, first of all, we take, because we're a service company, yes. we don't have a lot of uh, supplier needs. We don't have inputs yes. like home baked would have mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. vine would have mm-hmm. or even that. So for us, because we are, it's mainly a service company, when we get money, mm. every week, we sign a check of 10% tithe to tithe. the church yep. as an organization, mm. and a check of 20% to our profit account. Yes. Okay? And then we spend the 70%. Yes. Okay? Now... But coaches, etc. They are paid the salary. We pay taxes, etc. They pay. They are paid bonuses. Yes. But by the time their ends, there is quite under twenty percent that we set aside. We even invest it in mutual funds, so yes. it is making some money mm. every day. Mm. If you do a good job, you find that that money can be making quite a bit of money every day. Yep. So it can take care of some little little expenses in the business. So at the end of the year, you have money. Yeah. If you wanted to expand, you would be able to do it. If yes. you wanted, so that's the principle. If you have a much more complicated business, like this gentleman will talk about it, then you need an account for suppliers because yeah. you yes. know what percentage of that money is not yours. You need an account for taxes mm-hmm. because you know because, like Grace said, the government owns thirty percent of your business, whether you know it or not. Yes. But I'll let others add to to that. I just wanted to give a real life example of yes. what we are doing yes. and how it's working. And maybe if I could also talk about it in the wash, sense of worship habits, it's the same principle. Yes. All the money that comes into the church, we set aside 10% as tithe to yes. other churches, mm-hmm. other ministries. Mm-hmm. We set aside 20%. 20%. It's not profit because we're a non-profit organization. So that's money that is reinvested in real estate and other things that the church needs. And then 30% is for uh, salaries and benefits, welfare. Mm. That's how you make sure there's always money to pay people by the time the month ends. Mm. And then you only spend 40% in terms of operations. Before that system was in place. (laughs) No, don't even remind me. Let's go to Mr. (laughs) Kawes. It was so bad. Wow. So, you know, recently we adopted that system. Yay. And it's very interesting. There is some peace yes. in some areas. Because you see, you can have an account, and I know uh, because Washpa has practiced for a long time, they mm. can share some stories. An account for maybe suppliers. Okay, maybe you don't have, yeah. but you yeah. find the supplier account has money, but the other account doesn't have money. Mm. And you don't touch it because it does not belong to the other account. Mm. I found that very interesting. Yes. And it's, they get some peace, eh? Now, the other thing, uh, the foundation of maybe this is, do you know what profit you actually make? Exactly. Because there are, t- there are two costing models that I know. Maybe Grace has like five. I don't know. <laughs> but you should know what profit you make off the service or product you offer. Yes. Yeah. Such that when you're removing it, you yeah. know what you're taking. Yeah. Or do you wait to balance expenses, to revenue and expenses, then you, to realize that and that's re- your profit. No, no, and realize you have no profit. No profit. Yeah, no. as so, often happens. Exactly. Yeah. So it goes back to your costing model. Mm. Do you do inputs, then a percentage on profit? Or do you say profit first? Mm. Then you can take away the profit. So I think the key thing there is also, do you know what profit you have from your product or your service? Whenever I don't have money, mm. <laughs> I know 
there is an unwise decision I have made. Oh, can you say that yeah. again? <laughs> say it again for someone listening. Whenever I don't have money, mm. I just know there is an unwise decision I have made. Okay? Yes. I like what Miles Monroe said in one of his books, I forget which one. But he said good management attracts resources. Wow. And when you manage well, resources will come to you. It's true. Just just that. Mm. So the issue is, uh, Pastor Chris was saying, how much is supplier money? In that book, he calls it materials and subcontractors. Yes. So we call it mats and subs in short. Mm. Just get the, the money that belongs to the materials and subcontractors, put it aside. Mm. Get profit, mm. put it aside. Get owner's pay. Because an owner has, has to be paid. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The owner has to be paid. Because it takes the risk. Ownership is not martyrdom. It's not martyrdom. No. You don't have to die. You don't, be, you don't have to become saint owner. Uh, saint owner. <laughs> <laughs> so, put aside Ooh. money as owner's compensation. Okay? Then, put aside money for operations for operation expenses which is opex yes yeah wow you yeah he said something that reminded me of a verse in proverbs 21 20 mm-hmm. says there is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise but a foolish man squanders it Ouch. so the part of the evidence that you're a wise person oh. is to have desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling, in the house of whatever you're in charge of, whether that's your personal house as the Mukisa house, or the house of Momentum Leadership Group, or the house of Worship Harvest, or the house of whatever house I'm in charge of. Yes. What what points to the fact that I'm a wise person Mm. is the existence Mm. of treasure in that house. house. But it says the foolish man squanders it. Mm -hmm. So, foolishness destroys Ouch. Value. Mm. Foolishness squanders value. So, if you are a very happy spender, <laughs> it's likely that on the spectrum of foolishness towards wisdom, you don't lie much more towards the wisdom side. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You're yeah. just making, I'm you're just trying to make an analysis facts. of the you're scripture. You're making an analysis yeah. of the scripture. But back to you. It's so good, but so bad. But I like it because, you know, foolishness really is not abusive. It is a lack of knowledge. You don't know what you don't know. And that's why we are having business garage. And it's all, we're, imagine we're about to come to the end of today's session. But we need to answer some questions. We need to I've answer written some them questions, which, which, which we are going to read out briefly and then we'll have closing shots from these gentlemen but first of all uh, what I'm one of the things I'm hearing is that how you manage your personal finances is absolutely going to affect and impact how you manage your business finances if we had 30 minutes I would tell you my bad stories but it is true that how I, I tell uh, no, no, no. no 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 we have time <laughs> we, the short version the short version you guys my, my thing in life was eat it give it away start again every time in my personal finances so imagine my husband when he was putting away money for saving I was so annoyed because what had brought me also part of the thing that I believed about marriage is my husband works I eat the money I also work I eat the money we give it away the Lord will provide we always start again we always live on the edge who knows what will happen tomorrow we are people of faith 
that is complete foolishness, as you can see, because you're squandering the treasure that God brings. And that's how I run my businesses. I've, I, 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 had, I was great, full of ideas, and the things I started worked really well. Sometimes I'd be making profit 100% or more, you know, women's clothes, etc. But that money, as quickly as it came, it disappeared. I ate all those businesses. They don't exist until the one that began last year but when I had so some But it's so annoying how you can eat all those businesses and remain <laughs> that small. Okay, I shared with friends <laughs> in my defense. But seriously, and, and as you're listening in right now, you're probably, your mind is like, you're, you're, it's, you're hearing things and they seem so complex. They are not. Because I've seen the business that I run when we learned profit first. Homebaked actually saved money. In six months, we saved more money than I've ever saved in any business I've ever run. I know a business that had been running for six years and was always in deficits. They had not made any, there was nothing to show for it. When they did this, they saved a hundred million in six months. Yes, a business that I know of for real because they were just, they were putting aside a percentage religiously. So these things are not about feelings. You make a decision today and say from today, any cash that comes into my hand, 10% goes to God, 20% goes into my savings. I don't know what percentage goes to pay the, the, the founder and then this percentage goes in, like you decide on them. And again, this book, I know it says church finances. It's, it's not really church finances, okay? The truth is that this is organizational finances. It is, the, it is one of those books that it's so simplified that it will show you what to do. We desire that you grow. We desire that you, uh, that you expand. And guys, when there's no cash, you know it's painful. I've seen people saying, I'm the business person who has always had no money in the business. It can, that story will change in the next six months if you start the structure and the discipline. But let's hear some questions and closing shots from these gentlemen. Apostle, you wrote the questions down. Mali asks, mm. how do you introduce price changes to your customers who are used to the old prices? Oh. Here is the thing. All your customers have friends. Yes. And the people of 10,000, hmm? your customers of 10,000, yes. they are going to bring their friends of 10,000. 10, your customers of 100,000 are going to bring their oh. friends of 100,000. You decide. Do you want lots of their friends of 10,000 or of 100,000? In changing prices, you're going to lose some customers. Yes. But then you're going to gain some new, new customers, customers who are going to bring their friends who value your service or product at that level and are willing to pay for it at that level. Absolutely. So never be scared to put the price at the right place because you're fearing customers. It will never work. Ooh, that's a great answer. Yeah. yeah. So it's about it's that spectrum of customers will always extend infinitely within that spectrum. Yes. If you don't move from that to another spectrum of then people who bring their friends who are willing to pay a certain amount of money, then you'll always be stuck with those people. And one time you'll just start sending Oops. them bad emails. Ooh. <laughs> I will put this out for this gentleman. Mm -hmm. Wycliffe asks, how do you narrow the cash conversion cycle for customers who are used to a longer one where they don't pay immediately? <laughs> um, that one is easy. It is easy. You just do it. <laughs> there was a time 
I would get supplier credit and we would supply on credit as well. And so we would get supplier credit for 30 days and the goods would come in like around the 15th day. And then we would extend 60 days to the client. Wow. And so the, our supplier would be demanding money before we collected. Yes. And so I didn't have money, I didn't have stock. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So the issue is we changed. We said we will only take cash. And when we said we will only take cash, customers went away. Mm, that's okay. But I was emotionally ready for it. Because mm-hmm. I said, come and buy ya. Buy ya. So we lost, I think, about 85% of our, our customers who were used and addicted to um, as funding. Credit. Yes. But then we said, if the business really, this what we have is the true reflection of the value we are adding to the client. Yes. So whatever we get, if we can live on that, then we can only improve. So yes, um, state the terms and be, be, be resolute mm. and be okay mm. that this is the value I'm adding and I can no longer fund and become a bank uh, to, the other, to, to, to your client. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, ideally, I think uh, you've stated it. The other thing I would add is just investigate why is the cash conversion cycle long. Mm. Could it be you're the problem mm. or the customer is the problem mm. and then you communicate to mm. the customer. Because sometimes customers have their own payment plans. Mm. I know customers who delay payment intentionally mm. to manage their own cash. Yes. You know? So wow. find out why. Normally the accountants know or whoever is mm. paying you. And because you, for you to Cap that. First find out why is the cash conversion cycle long and then deal with it or communicate. If it's the customer, inform them, stop them, stop the credit or ask them to pay on time or whatever the case might be. Super. Wow. FA asks, new business, you make some car profit, shouldn't mm. you be reinvesting it back into production? Mm? No. No. Uh, yeah, that's the answer. Mm. No. 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 In fact, the Vasoga Then they also have it's not the Vasoga by the way, who have an emphatic no, which is mbe. Wow. So they move beyond be to mbe. Mbe. Like that's what you're saying, basically. It's an yes. emphatic mbe. no. Mbe. Yeah. I want to I don't want that question to be clarified. Yeah. yeah. So, uh-huh. you've started it's a, Kayang business. a business. You make sales. You make some money. Mm. Okay? Mm. Now, of course, there is money that needs to be reinvested. reinvested. Mm. But the person is asking, shouldn't you it. be reinvesting all the profit so that the business gets on steroids? It will not. It will not. You are the one who is going to visit the doctor it's soon true. at some point. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. So you have to set up the profit account because it means that actually the business is not healthy. No. It can't survive without your money. Yes. Yeah. So it has to prove that it's healthy, that it can pay you your money and reinvest its own expense money yes. so that it keeps growing. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and that goes back to the principle of knowing 
what the profit what to set is. Aside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From the so beginning. So that you know what you're reinvesting and then what you're setting aside for you as a business owner. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this goes back to the first comment that was made today at the beginning by Mr. Munira when he talked about start things and have a plan to sustain them. The structure plus discipline must happen from the beginning because yeah, the way we begin is the way we are going to continue. Okay, so guys, today we would love to hear from you, of course, what has stood out for you. I think this has been so beneficial. Now the thing is you have to go and practice. You have to go and practice. Of course, we can't in 30 minutes, you know, go deep into everything. But what we do is we throw out principles out there and you go, you find the books we've talked about, Profit First, Essential Practices for Healthy, okay. Organizational finances, okay, but church, church finances, finances. Church okay, finances. church finances. You see, the church, the church, the, the Bible says that in the latter days, the mountain, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established, established on top of all the mountains and shall be exalted, exalted above all the hills mm. and all nations shall come to Slow it. So, to it. churches must have the supreme financial systems I that agree. businesses can borrow from. That's my principle. That's yes. why uh, I, I, yeah. That's why it's, it's this way. I just want you to know that these systems are going to work in your business like crazy. Pick up this book. Invest in your business. Invest in some knowledge. And also pick up Profit First from Scriptdoor, uh, Kindle. Pick it up, read it, and then do what it says. And don't look at how small your business is. Just start now. Also, if you've already made mistakes, start now and move in the right direction and have discipline. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for bringing so much wisdom today. I saw a lady saying, we need a lady on the panel. I guess they didn't see me. I'm here. I'm a woman, I promise. Yeah, and I'm in business. And, and <laughs> So I'm so sorry you didn't see me, but I'm here. Um, so this panel, it's not about gender. It's the wisdom that we are using. Whether you're a man or a woman, we face the same challenges in business. And so take the wisdom. Don't be clouded by anything else. Take the wisdom, apply it, and it will work for you. Thank you so much for joining us again today for Business Garage. And I want to give you an opportunity today. The best, the best deal ever, the best deal ever that can come into your life is getting to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. He will change your life. And I want to give you that opportunity. If you've never said yes to Jesus, I'd like you to pray a simple prayer after me because today is the day of your salvation. Would you put up your hand where you are? Whether you're alone or you have friends and family, God is present with you. And would you pray this simple prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, today I come home. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. And I receive your life. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we know that you're born again. There's a number that I want to read to you. 0775-642449. That's the number. Send us a message. There's a pastor waiting to connect with you and to help you make sense of what has happened today. This is the best decision of your life that will bring much profit to your life for as long as you're here and later on in eternity. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Share this video with friends and family who are not able to come and next time don't log in alone bring a friend bring someone along let's help people thrive and become profitable and really enjoy uh, the economy here in this nation and beyond we'll see you again next week 7 30 a.m same channel that you are on god bless see you next time bye
for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Territory, we're breaking.